Good morning, good morning. What's up, y'all? Marcus Griffin here, and you listen to Confessions from an Attic on this beautiful Thursday morning. It's so fresh outside, especially after a lovely rainy day. I hope everyone had a good day yesterday. I hope everyone just is blessed with a good day today as well. I did some reading this morning. I'm sure I told y'all I'm, I'm, I'm in my spirituality search. I'm, I'm, I'm going back, reading the Bible. I'm going to try to cover all bases. Quran. I'm, let's just do it all. But no, I uh, did some reading this morning in the book of Deuteronomy. And wow, I got the Deuteronomy 28. But before that, there was a chapter, uh, it was Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. I have a hard time spelling and saying that word. I always put the U before the E. I'm horrible with it. My E's, I'm always confused with. But I had a chance to do some reading and I stopped after, you know, I needed a moment because the wrath of God and his message, I was like, wow, yes, I will obey his commands, y'all. That's all I can say. Or you will be cast out. Your lands will be eaten, your women will be taken, your wife will be ravished. Oh, I'm just like, whoa, okay. Long list of what will happen to you, how you will be persecuted. So yes, obey his commands. It's interesting, are we, are we, am I bold to say, or does it say somewhere in the Bible to fear the Lord is to love the Lord? Like, I, I, I wonder, I wonder if that's one of the cases. I mean, I know he, is that his love language? His main, his main one? No, I'm just kidding. I know. Last time I went to church, I know it was discussed on that very topic, the, the five love languages of, of God or the five ways God loves, like agape. I can't name them all, and I don't know all the meanings. That's sad. I need to do some research on that. But yeah, after I needed a break after that chapter, and before that, it was the rebellious son. And let me just say, I would not be here today. I would have definitely been stoned to death. <laughs> Definitely for disobeying my father and my mother. You know what's beautiful in that small little chapter? It doesn't say, unless you got bad parents. Unless your father and mother hasn't raised you properly, we'll let that slide if you ain't shit. You know, no matter what, I need to hear that. (laughs) Especially me. And I I know my situation is what my situation is, but... A lot of times, I know for me, I've, I've passed the buck around to a lot of people on why the way I am. And whoo, you know what I'm saying? I would have been stoned no matter what. So I had to, after that and after that, the verse, uh, chapter 28, I was like, okay, I, I feel you, God. I feel you. Um, it's crazy, man, this journey. I was thinking this morning, you know, in my not necessarily, there was no doubt that came to my mind, but it was just a reevaluation of um, pretty much just the journey with this podcast. Because in some aspects, I think I've gotten away from my goals for the reasons, the purpose that I've been trying to do this thing. You know, but it's like I, 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 I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I think I got through all that just. I mean, I, let's just be honest, diarrhea of the mouth, just spilling the same conversation, the same talk, you know, under the impression that like, no, this is confession from an addict, so I'm here to confess everything. And it's like, that's part of it. I think that, that and that's why I'm not disappointed in myself as much, because I'm like, part of it, I just need to get out kind of everything that was bothering me, everything that was angering me, just that frustration, you know, and each day is just, I, I would like to think, hopefully it's, it's entertaining. I hopefully think, would like to think it's something different. You know, my best friend was like, you know, I want to listen, but I feel like it's going to be the same shit you talk about every day. And so just right there, like kind of opened my mind to like, let me see reevaluation. But no, I'm, I'm kind of living my purpose because I wanted this to be a journey. And I wanted you to see and myself to see just how far I've come, you know, and I think just now I'm starting to learn to appreciate the flaws, the struggle, the, you know, the kind of fighting through to get whatever message with is within you out of you. And sometimes that message buried deep. <laughs> like I know what I want to say, but there's other things, other layers covering it up, you know? So I'm like, as I'm digging it out and you see the dirt and the mud flying and you're like, ah, oh, damn, this is, you know, it's not it's not pleasing at all. But, you know, I, I say that to say um, I'm getting to my purpose. 
And it's crazy because not everybody gets to live their purpose. I mean, I'm, 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 a, you know, I'm working on it, you know, and my ultimate goal really is I, as I, as I'm working on like, cool, I dug out all that. I got out all in a sense, what I wanted to confess was just really an egotistical side of me that was like, yo, I got crazy stories. I think people will like it. And I think people will find me funny and what have you. But, you know, they weren't, they're, they're not funny. They're sad. Now, as a comedian, I could laugh at tragedy, but it, to continue to live it, that's the sad part. And so, um, you know, hopefully, I like, my plan was to, like, reach someone. I feel like Maybe in essence, I'm hoping that it was like I gained some trust in sharing what I shared, like that you'll know that I'll be authentic, genuine and, and, and open for the most part. And so I feel like hopefully, you know, I gained the trust. And now I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Here's some things as I improve myself that I want to kind of give a, a pamphlet tour guide on or what have you. Because my ultimate goal was to, to reach someone, anyone. The family member, the addict, the girlfriend, the friends, you know, it's one that you maybe you, you maybe you you suffer and don't know why. Maybe you're looking for solutions, for answers, for just even a, a someone to listen. You know what I mean? And then, like you know, that was like my one of my first goals. And then, and then as I'm I'm per- moving on, um, you know, it's, it's it's I'm hitting that other goal that now I wanted to live this. I wanted to see my process and change. Like I said, this is for me. Maybe it's my own therapy, but anyone that's listening, I'm just like, yeah, I had that goal to live, change, and eventually succeed, you know, and find myself in the process. So hopefully, <laughs> now that I've gotten all through the bullshit of the stories and whatnot, that, that in finding myself in the process, I could get others to find themselves too or be... Kind of, I don't know if it's if it's if it's vain to be like you know to give something back. Just want to achieve success in that. So it's interesting. I'm in 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 giving something back. I'm like if I'm gonna give something back and live through the process, I must also kind of have some knowledge about the process. In my opinion, like I, I knowledge of self. Either way, it's just leading me to. I'm going. I'm going back to school. You know, to have that paper back me, to have that, you know, what I went through the process of really understanding and experiencing and and just gaining a lot more information that I could better speak, you know, better process, better convey the message. That makes sense. So, yeah. Got my goals right there. I don't think I ever put the goals. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I've talked about a whole lot of shit. Um. I want to address something. I was watching Last Chance You on Netflix. I don't know if anyone knows that about. It's uh, you know, junior junior college junior college players getting another chance to get to the to college to further themselves, go to the league, what have you. And um, I'm watching Last Chance You, and for the first time this year, they did uh, basketball. And one of the uh, schools they decided to show, showcase or what have you, uh, was East Los Angeles City College. I had a friend go there. But uh, I'm watching this, and there's a player, uh, his name's Joe Hamilton, if y'all watch it. very. It's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, like, to be an addict or to be whatever you are, it's it's something that, like, I'm a comedian, so I'm always going to try to find the joke in things. Which could be annoying, you know. So I'm an addict. So now as I'm finding myself, digging myself out of whatever hole, and you, you, you watch everything from an addict's perspective, both sides, you know, in the sense of, man, this kid's throwing his gift away. Or, man, this kid makes a whole lot of excuses, you know. Everything that you see is kind of sounding familiar to yourself. Like I say, everybody has, in my opinion... Habits, we do. We're creatures of habits, whether they're positive or negative, you know. And where you may not think you have an addictive personality, as far as when it comes, because we only break it down to substances 
alcohol, uh, drugs, sex, you know, those are three basics, nicotine, you know, it's, it's substance, but there's no, no one says, yo, I'm addicted to being toxic. No one says I'm addicted to lying. You're a habitual liar, but no one, there's no meaning like I'm a liar. My name is Marcus. I'm a liar. I got 23 days sober without a lie. You know, like no one, no one has them kind of meetings, no kind of groups, and no one says it in that type of form. You're your, your habitual liar, habitual line crosser. But I think it takes away from the fact that it takes the emotion out of it. When you just say you're, that's your habit, you kind of, in my opinion, see one of the things when you confess that you're an addict, you're, you know, you're confessing something. This is who you're admitting to it. But to be a habitual, it's more so like it's just a habit of mine. Like biting my nails or something. This is minor. But no, you're addicted to it. Means you, there's something about you that you enjoy it. And no one really embraces it from that standpoint, in my opinion. That's why I say we're all addicted to something. You know, and some of the things it is we can't see. And here was a player that, I mean, he's 6'8", 250. Like, dude... I watched dudes, 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 the real deal. And so he was a player, went to Penn State, got hurt. Um, tried to come back, was hurt again or what have you. Ran with the wrong guys. This is his words. Ran with the wrong guys. Got, got involved with an individual where they took some things. And then there was another time where he went to the bank and tried to, and, and he committed fraud. And so kind of a just a lost soul. In and out, what have you. I mean, doesn't play. And he went on the run, called up the coach from East, you know, ELAC, as they say, called up the coach from ELAC. Not only did this coach get him, give him a chance to play. He also got like the charges exonerated. Like I got him, you know, and. You know what I mean? It's, it, what's crazy about it is you watch, this dude still has the same attitude. Like, this is like in episode three when he talks about when they really get on his story, you know, almost like a confessional. And I'm like, man, if you see this dude's attitude, F this, F that. And it's cool. The officials would be calling certain BS plays on him and fouls and whatnot. It's cool. F the officials. F, F, F that player or F this player. But, like, he's saying, like, F the coach. Fuck the coach. And I'm like, wow, I'm sitting here like, wow, like this man literally saved your life and even continues to kind of let you carry on to figure yourself out. It hasn't kicked him off the team. And this is a player that is walked out in the middle of a game, upset, hitting locker rooms. And I'm just like, wow, look how out of control. Look at how unappreciative. And that's what I'm saying. If it, it, kind of resonates with me because it's like wow some crazy like I I had an attitude playing ball you know and it just made me think about like just how unappreciative we are as individuals and when I say individuals I'm just I'm speaking from an addict's perspective and so then I'm like I dig deeper and I'm like you know what to really help, to really give on both sides, man. It's, I thought not necessarily some like manual guideline, but you know how like like Steve Harvey had like a self-help book. Leads me to thinking that like self-help, creating one, but this is going to be podcast version. But seriously, I was like, yo, this is disrespectful to the people that love that dude. Now, it ain't it's few. It's few, but seeing his actions, I'm like. This just made me think about things to look for. If you're the person, if you're the person that's being, I guess, in some aspects, I'm sure if I talk to my mother, if someone tortured, if you're being tortured, but you get, you get, before you get to that, that, like, bottom line of it all, you know, it's, just, it's like, I was like, here's a guideline that, of things to look for, of just unaddicted to they self. Just, just the things to look for in an addict. 
Because, see, I don't want to make it just substance abuse because we all do this. We all have ways of saying we need help and we all have ways of saying we're struggling. But if you're the person that's trying to be down with that person, you need to kind of understand that through certain traits, you may not like it or not, be different. And you may not and you may hate this even more. Get away from them. You know, I'm doing my best to alleviate my situation. I know that's what people that have people that know me, they're like, okay, okay, get that. But but serious, I know like like seriously, if you if you follow these, if you if you look at an addict before it gets to where it needs to get to, where it's out of control, check these things. Check if they're appreciative. Check if that first time you catch them getting high or that first time they're asking you for money, you know, are they appreciative of the chance that you gave them through their actions? I'm not saying they don't ever ask you for money and again, but maybe they give you money without asking this time. Maybe they maybe they actually put in the work to gain something. To You know what I mean? Because because we're appreciative. We just keep going to the well. That's where it starts and, and we go to that well and, and so if you look and you really think about change and who you want in your life, is that person appreciative? First and foremost, because if they ain't appreciative for you in, your, in their life, something wrong, you know? That's one, like look to see if that person is appreciative for the things you do too. We are our habits. Say. I'll say it again. We are our habits. So the people that's living with an addict and you know that every day that man, like, you know, I know it's different between routine and habits. But if you have a habit of being a clean person, your routine will be too clean. You get what I'm saying? If you have a habit to having some order in your life, everything will be organized. Play, uh, uh, whether it be tabs, whether it be, you know, whether it be whatever the case, you know where things are, you know where thing, you put things, you just, you, you. Whatever the fuck it means to be organized to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then you start seeing, oh, some days that that person don't clean. And they don't take a shower. Some days they don't. They room is messy beyond before. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's more maybe it lasts four or five days. And they just don't care about their appearance. You know? There's signs that can get to you before you before that part, you lose that person or you lose yourself in that person. And it's, it's, it's instant. A lot of times when we don't, like, yeah, it might be a red flag, but it might be like, you know, the little kind they, they stick in the ground where they're about to put a funeral, put, put some, put, lay somebody to rest. It may be that small, but eventually they dig in their grave. Now it's pretty deep on my part. Kiss my ass. Um, but catch it early. We are our habits, man. And when you find... Things isn't in habit form. Something's out of the ordinary, you know. And we are our chances. The attic is our chances. Like, that's what we live by is our chances. And the problem is when you are in that, that mind state, and I don't know if this is for anyone. See, a lot of times we get a chance and we think that we get away with everything that we did previously. Like, we look at the chance and be like, okay. They have allowed us to do all that the first time to give us a, and they've given us another chance. We don't take into consideration as those type of people, those type of individuals that are like different parameters and restrictions come with the second chance you get. The second chance cannot give me doubt. The second chance cannot um, mean you, you get the same liberties as before, but we don't get that. So I'm saying you would addict and you get a chance and he's living like it's the same like the first chance. Obviously, he didn't appreciate the chance. He ain't changing his habits or his ways. So I'm just saying like. Trying to be more helpful on both sides. Find someone appreciative and find somebody that knows they got a chance. I mean, I look at that player. I'm like, you still cussing and carry on like the first time. Like, don't you realize this is a chance you should be more than grateful more than humble. But see, we, 
you know, we take that for granted because we knew we was going to get a chance in the first place. And so also with that, it's like, you know, I'm not even talking like I'm not talking to the addict unless the addict knows that this is what he does. Because really, I'm trying to equip the person that has to deal with the addict. That's what kind of this this podcast is for on this this episode. Let me equip let me equip the people that deal with us, you know. So when you, you, so as much as you looking at us, right, to see these signs, are they being appreciative? Are they, are they working towards something? What's their habits looking like? Are they trying to keep the same bullshit? Are they trying to bullshit me? I gave them another chance. That chance doesn't mean they get to, that chance doesn't mean you got a clean slate. You know, observe that behavior. Or you could just, I ain't doing all that and be good riddance. Because I'll get to you on that. I talked to you about that because I'm telling you what we look for. So as much as you're looking for stuff with us, we're looking for stuff for you. And if we're in that toxic situation of addiction, you know, we, we have things we look for to keep it going. Body language, of course, is most important. You'll never, you'll never, in my opinion, and not that I know, but I, I've never asked for a favor, for money, when you expect it. I make sure it's your body language, it was all, it'll always come when you're at your most relaxed or even at your most tense. I mean, it, it just means I need to look for the body language so we know what angle we can get at. You know, and I don't know how to tell you to be, <laughs> but just make sure you keep your body language, if you keep it, not necessarily you need to keep it the same all the time, I don't know. I'm just giving you like how we see things and you know from body language you look for reassurance depending if the body language is you know you get upset because we're asking for some money or whatever or, or you caught us doing something you know we gonna try to maybe pick a fight and in that fight there's gonna come guilt because we need reassurance we need reassurance that you believe us so you'll believe the lie yourself because we already believing in the lie, whether we don't have a problem, whether we think we have it under control. We believe the lie. So we need you to reassurance is nothing but belief. If I can get you to believe the lies like I believe the lies, we can keep this relationship going, you know. So you need to sit down and ask yourself, am I believing the lies? Do I care to believe lies? You might just be. I don't know how you're going to be. But. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm wrong for not, for speaking on all addicts. It's just me, maybe. I don't know too many that don't, in my opinion, we all pick a field, right? You be a criminal, yeah, you can't speak for all criminals, but you know how you felt when you was committing a crime. Um, just like you play, whatever field, you're a baseball player, so you wake up thinking baseball or whatever the case you wake up thinking your job, you wake up thinking your family, so you conduct yourself like a family man. You get what I'm saying? You're gonna portray the characteristics of whatever field you wanna jump into to find, to live whatever purpose you think you're living at the time that makes you feel good. And so yeah, we, we play on that. We get that just, we just need to hear you say you love us. You know? That's what we're looking for. And with that, that's where it's like, it's cold game because we can't have y'all hate us. I don't that sounds simple, but to break it down, it's like, you know, in conversation, that's what we play on is that guilt. Like, I know you hate me. I know you, all, you know, all that crybaby shit, that self-pity, you know, and, you know, just thinking about it, like, we don't know what to do with hate. And I don't mean in the sense of. I know it sounds obvious, like, yeah, because when somebody hates y'all, y'all can't. Nah, we, we've been threatened with hate before, you know. So it's not so much hate, but disdain. To have disdain for us, yeah, we don't know what to do with it because we have so much disdain for ourselves, and that's what we're trying to escape. So trust, to, to, to really have that rock bottom with a person, show some disdain for them. Your rock bottom got to beat their rock bottom. Not saying that's going to change, but it's going to help you if you're still suffering. Yeah, that 
that you don't want to do these things. But we can't stone our kids. <laughs> we can't stone. We can't stone our loved ones like back in the day. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, yeah. See that chapter still affects. I was like, I'll be stoned. I would not be here. But seriously, I mean, not so much disdain, but we don't know what to do with it. To get back to my point, and I mean with hate, meaning like the real like. Right on the substance of it, right, right there, like, because we don't know what to do with hate. Because see, with love, we know we could do with it. We could manipulate, guilt trip, um, take advantage of. You know what I mean? Love, we know, is niceness that we could we could work off of. But hate, disdain, we got it for ourselves. That's why we don't know what to do with it. If we know what to do with hate, we wouldn't be doing that shit to ourselves. So it's like with with you mirroring it. We really get to see ourselves. You be that mirror, <laughs> you know. That's all I can tell you. Be that mirror. They habits change. Your habits change. You know. They don't appreciate shit. You don't. I don't appreciate. You don't appreciate shit. You know. It's as simple as that. I don't know. I'm sure some have done. I don't know. I, I'm tired of saying I don't know so much. I know that much, but um. I'm just trying to be of help. Hopefully this episode was a lot different than others. That's what I'm working towards. I, I could cut out all the I don't knows, but I always leave my sessions and my podcast raw as could be. So you could be like, yo, he's really lost words. That's why I'm going back to school. I'm very excited about that. Because you could talk as much knowledge. Like I'm trying to get knowledge through reading as much as possible and retaining what I'm reading. But it's like, if you ain't really applying it to something, where like you working in that field or you got a degree or what have you, it's it's just, you know, fluff for the most part. So I don't know, y'all uh, just stay positive out there. If I reached out, if I touched you in some kind of way, let me know about it. Or if you got any questions or you just want to talk, whatever sufferings you got, uh, hit me in my email, Marcus M. Griffin, 68yahoo.com. Or you can inbox me, Instagram, my tag or whatever the hell it is, is Marcus M. Griffin. And Facebook is Marcus C.B. Griffin, man. I hope to hear from somebody. Let me know. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if I, what I could improve on. Just holler at me. Y'all have a good day, man. Enjoy your Thursday. Good morning, good morning. What's up, world? Good afternoon. Time is 1118. March 15, 2021. This is Marcus Griffin. And you're listening to Confessions from an Addict. Hope everyone's weekend was good. I know that the stimulus checks hit. Them stimulus checks came in. Unfortunately, I ain't got mine yet, which probably is a good thing. You know, I'll be patient. Get my mind right so I determine what bills I need to pay off. Oh, I cannot blow this opportunity to get ahead. Last year was one of those... Even though I knocked off the credit card, I used the credit card type deals. Even though I paid this, paid that. I was doing other miscellaneous things at the time. I, kinda, I, I, I really need to concentrate on a budget and stick to it this time around. And it should be possible. Easily. I budgeted for the things I didn't want. You know, made sure I had that $60 to $100 for my, my, my Coke for the week. Still was able to gamble, so I'm like, I'm tired. I'm tired of messing off money. And it's interesting how fast we get it, how fast we want to give it back. One of my coworkers said the malls was packed this weekend, and, you know, big screen TVs was taken out. I've never really been a fan of the big screen TV. And maybe because I don't have my own place. Like, I think about these things. That's why it's so important. This will be the year I have my own place for real, for real. Apologies to my mother's... My mother, my mothers, I say mothers, but my mother, to all the mothers, to all the women, to all the people, to everybody that, yeah, it's taken me so long to really, I guess, I hate to say want my independence, maybe to really guarantee my independence, you know. I don't need to be like a boomerang, keep going back. Um, so, yeah, that's how that weekend went for me. I chilled mostly, played stupid games. Like, life is really, like, 
is catching it up to me to where it's like I really have no clue on. I don't want to say how to live it, but I've been living it wrong. Cause I'm like I went over, I hung out with my best friend all day Saturday for the most part. Went to his brother's. He got a. He's telling about another, telling us about another house he has out back east coast, like his retirement home and just all these real ass plans. And I'm like, uh, I'm just over here trying to plan for the Kentucky Derby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm planning not to f off the money that I have, the very little that I have. Like, I'm like, I need to grow up in a whole. A lot of ways. Give me a, a IRA or something like that. Put my money aside, but no. Nah. Hopefully, like I said, going to school, going back to school will change things. Hopefully, it get me in the right direction. I just love it because, you know, I take for granted the people that do care and they just offering a some caring input, some advice. Like I want advice. But I want to tell you the advice to give me from that person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, say it how I want to think that you're telling me it. You know, tell me what I need to hear. It doesn't work like that. So, yeah, it's just interesting because it's like, you know, why are you going back to school? And maybe you should get a trade and this and this and that. Not just I'm at this point in my life. I have to do something. That's it. Do something and I will find my calling. That's how I feel about it. But, yeah, I laid... A lot, of, a lot of thinking this weekend. A lot of time to myself, in a sense. Um, so, yeah, I'm just like, you know how Monday markets go with his goals. I'm like, I got to learn how to do these apps. I got to officially break down, get on TikTok, do more videos. I mean, I have all these ideas and skits written down. I'm just, you know, not sure I have the resources, but it's just it's just time with everything. It's just that Monday, just that, just do it, you know. And it's funny, as I was reading this morning in the word, I won't say the Bible, but the word, um, a verse stood out to me, Joshua 7, 13. And then uh, one of the last parts of that verse, it says, you cannot stand against your enemies until you remove it. I was just like, that's deep. You know, you can't you can't defeat something when you're trying to either be like it or you have the same, in my opinion, the same kind of personalities of your enemy. It ain't until you, you like, you know, beat the enemy within that you could conquer what's out. So for me, it's just a whole lot of growing up, a whole lot of vices that I'm trying to break because there's no way I can live on my own and still keep the same mentality and the same traits that I was going about living at home with my mom. That sounds disgusting. It sounds so disgusting. I just, that's how I felt this whole weekend, just disgusted as I'm going to my friend's house. Like, there's one part of me is like, I don't want to come over here anymore until I'm able to invite him to my place. You know what I mean? Gay as that sounds. <laughs> but I'm like, yo, if I can't have a place for my friends to kick it, I don't want to go over their place, pretty much. Might be a, a crazy goal, but I'm, I'm, I'm with the crazy. Speaking of crazy, um, I don't, I don't know if, like a lot of times I joke, I look at it like, I'm like, these are co cocaine thoughts. Totally inhibited, totally inhibit, like losing inhibition to speak my mind and just what's transpired over the week. It's just interesting because, you know, you, I spoke a little bit on the princess. I don't, is she a princess yet? But I spoke a little bit on the, I believe her name's Margaret issue and it's just I, I'm like like I said like I've said racism fascinates me and I don't know if it's because I come from a mixed being mixed or what have you to where I'm able to kind of see both sides I believe it I believe I, I, I could voice both sides I understand in some aspects both sides you know I came across a post where somebody said, you know, now, you know, you'll never understand racism, not because you've never gone through it as white people. But I'm like, they go through it. Let's not negate that they go through it. They go through it. It just affects them differently. And the effects are different. They are not necessarily the product of it, but they are the influential force that's driving it. You know, so they do understand they understand racism. They're just trying to, in my opinion, take the way 
that initial like, nah, this it's not me driving it anymore. You know, and I said that to say because here it is, Sharon Osbourne. Like if you speak on it and you're not black, it's almost like they say you have no place to speak on it. And I'm like, they absolutely right have a have a place. They have a uh some type of voice, you know. And the way I look at this this Margaret thing, I'm like, I don't see, in my opinion, I'm like, I don't see how this is the problem. We got to do more than make people aware. Because I don't think that people aren't, and I don't think going about telling your story, unfortunately, makes people care to tune in. That's been the problem that I feel with Caucasian people. They're like, I didn't form this slavery. I didn't put you, I didn't enslave you. And I gotta keep, I gotta have this on my back for 400 years because of something my descendants, who I don't even know if it's in my bloodline, own slaves. You know, and then you have it to where some Caucasians, like I'm of Irish descendant, I was a slave. So I'm just like, the ignorance, and I'm sorry, to me, the ignorance of some black people where it's like, oh, they're not affected. I just don't think they, the problem is they don't care enough because it doesn't happen to them enough. So I do understand that. But when it does happen, they are the people that we look at like, oh, y'all racist. Y'all think that way. You know, like they have, I'm, for some people that are let it, I'm sure there's white guilt. I'm sure it's like, and that's how I feel right now. Like it's a whole white guilt where it's like, hey, let's let black people talk whatever they feelings is on the shit because we are fucked up. And I'm just like, yeah, but when we talk, does it always have to be from a story of the how wrongfully we're done? And I'm not saying you shouldn't get past it or hold on to that pain, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is you holding on it or sharing another story, there's just going to be another story that comes about. So I'm like, either give those people a chance to speak because now it just seems like we're going down a path where we're just shaming racists all day. Like we're just trying to build up, bring up cultures to pick at and break down and put titles on. To me, I look at what Margaret did and I'm... I, I'm sorry, I, 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 maybe I shouldn't speak on it because I haven't watched the full interview. I don't know if I could give what I've learned of Oprah these past couple years. I don't know if I could give her my time. You know, just speaking as a man in that sense where, you know, her history of bashing men. I mean, and when her partner raped all them women or what have you, like, you know, she just went silent. There was no speak up on it. There was no like, I'm absurd. When Weinstein, all that news broke, I'm just saying, she shamed a lot of black men, but boy, she sure don't swing that sword in all directions, you know? So I'm sorry, right now, I'm on Oprah, I'm just like, all right, there's some, some media fill your pockets. And it's, it's, I know it's one of those that's always probably been that way, you know? But I just look at this and I'm like, this is some publicity stunt. Like, Okay, it's been that way for centuries. And now we're going to act, not necessarily shocked, but we're going to expose this for being the way it is. You know. And it's interesting. It's like, if, like if, from a perspective of an addict, it's like we've been a clean. It's like being clean for five years, but people still treat you as you're still a thief. Like, all right, can we get over? Not necessarily, we ain't saying get over it. I don't want to get over it. But what can I do to establish cred credibility? That's why I look at it. When it comes to racism, we don't, like, okay, we ask for the reparations. You know, I'm just saying, what ways can we make? I don't even know if white people or Caucasians have said, what ways can we make it right? Maybe that's where it starts right there. Maybe a lot of that is if the one person, because I think what white people are trying to do, now this is where I do flaw, and I, I hate saying white people because I don't want to lump a whole race. But my, maybe my, the issue is they always try to debunk. A lot of times it seems as they, they try to debunk their 
their racism. Like, no, I can't be racism because of this. No one just says, yo, how can I solve this? What can we do? And when we ask what can we do, I say we because I say we as a people. It's more so what we can we do. It always comes from a place of, yo, what can you do to make you feel better about us being racist? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all get that dialogue, but that's what I get is the theme of it all. Like white people is like, all right, what can we do to make you feel that we ain't all racist? Instead of white people saying, hey, yo, like, what is it that we need to do? You know? Because, I mean, we've asked this. This this has been going on, these conversations, for the beginning of time. I don't know. I'm just had fed up at a place of repeated, a repeated storyline. You know, because if that woman didn't know what she got herself into getting in the royal family. That's just my thing on it. You know how they feel. And if you don't know how they feel, you should have checked that before you married the person. So that's why I'm like, accountability is just, it's just transferred. I don't know if that's felt, if you feel that way in your addict life. Like, and I feel like accountability, if, it, if you ain't taking full accountability, you still live in an addict's lifestyle. You know, I feel that as I'm talking to myself, I'm just, you know, there has to be a timestamp on some shit. Okay, you done? You done mourning or you done living that way? You know. Because I'm sure she didn't go into that interview saying, yo, I was wrong because I didn't think this family was that racist. And then when I found out they was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem in my, in my opinion that we all have. That's how we change views and thoughts. With the eye first. With the, you know, and not in the egotistical eye, but I'm just like, how could you not know that fucking with this man, the man might feel that way. And let's just say the man feels that way. Does the family have to like you? We can't not like anymore these days. You, you get that feeling? feel like we have to love everything and if we don't love it we have to say that we aren't bothered by it or don't have an opinion on it. like you can't be your full self i think that's what i got into drugs for that's one thing that led me is because i could be however i wanted to be but then the thing is your full self ain't destructive i'm telling you addicts your full self ain't all you ain't all filled with destruction with turmoil, with anger. I don't feel like it, 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 you have to encompass everything, the frustration part, because there's, there's happiness there, but that drug is in the way. It's painting this facade that, you know, everything's better up here, you know. And it's interesting. I, that's one thing with smoking weed. That's probably one of the likes I don't like about it. I think if I was handing business more that I would enjoy getting high throughout the rest of the day. Like I, I take, I get a high, take my two to three puffs and that would just carry me through the rest of the day. Cause I just don't like, like, I feel like to do weed justice, you must handle all your business. Now, some people can work while they're high. Um, I haven't, not at my job. I don't do any fucking work, but don't tell them that. But, um, yeah, I don't need to be under that high. Like, it's beautiful all day. And it's like, no, it ain't. My home is fucked up. So now I'm like, yo, I got to Eminem Marshall that. Marshall Mathers, that shit. Clean out my closet. Get all this shit. Really enjoy my high when I have my own space. That's kind of like, see, we set goals on Monday, Marcus. I'm like, so we, I'm going to try not to hang out at my friends until I can invite my friends to my place. Set that mark. And I'm only going to get high when things have been accomplished. Like, that's a beautiful part in Foxy Brown, or is it Jackie Brown? When Samuel Jackson says, see, I like to do all my workforce and then get high at night when it's chill and I got everything accomplished. And I'm like, yes, that's my goal. That's my goal right there. One of these goals I have, I just wrote it down, just, just live as if you believe you already possess 
everything that is coming to you. Live like that. Live like you are drug free. Because you know longevity is coming to you. It's already in you to live a longer life. Live like you already own it, believe it. Live like I'm in the, you know, like you're independent. Not worry to concentrate on anybody else. Focus on yourself to where you get yourself set up. And live it as if you're already paying down on that, that mansion you desire. That vacation you want to take. That's the words I have for you today. Live as if you already know that it's going to be conquered. That's where to bring it all the way back. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove it. Live as if you already lived that you all that pain, that suffering has already been removed. That's one way you can conquer your enemies through love, through patience, through kindness, through everything that's productive. Because still having these, what you don't have, what you aren't, haven't done, what you haven't accomplished, and still have these thoughts. You can't conquer anything to accomplish anything if you don't believe this within you, you know, like that tool that's inside you, that tool to be able to accomplish things, that tool to be able to get things done, sacrifice. If you're having trouble and battles with that, you cannot stand against your enemy. And your true enemy is yourself. I'm learning that. You conquer yourself. Everybody else is a breeze. That way you won't adhere to having to listen to what you haven't done. What you, you know what I'm saying? What you, your, your faults. You know, you're not your faults. You are. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of conflicting because you are your faults. <laughs> you are your personalities. But your personalities do not have to win like them negative, like, you know what I'm saying? The negative traits. If you're aware of them, you can beat them. Got to have an arrogant pride to you in some aspects. Maybe pride is not arrogance. Maybe arrogant. Maybe there's no such thing as an arrogant pride. But you have to live as if you're above it all. You're above all the, the, the vices. You're above all the pitfalls you're above that above all that shit and that's why it's funny like you know me and my friend can smoke and i'll be like i don't need to get high all day i ain't trying to you know i'm above being that high i guess i don't even know if that makes any sense but i'm just meaning like because i had a moment this weekend where i was gonna drop my daughter off go to go to a connects house and just pick up, like, who gives a shit, man? But I didn't. You know, sometimes I want to be what I was. I can't even explain why. Sometimes it's, it's you know, when you understand your triggers, like, one of my triggers is, like, when, when things don't go the way I want, you know, I just... I had that, you know, turn off mode, like just F it. Let's just hit a rock bottom right now. You know, let's make matters worse. You know, because this show ain't getting no better. Stupidly, just ignorant shit. <laughs> now, I don't and I didn't get high. Then it was cool when I saw try to trace down the connects number. I was like, cool, I did delete it. That's perfect. So it's like a cool little moment of weakness to where I'm like, hey, I'm above that. I put. A hundred and I want to say 44 days. See, that's a long time. So it's like, why well, I'm going to throw all that away. See, I went to a friend's house. He challenged me to drink these three seltzer alcoholic water beverages. I don't know. In 16 minutes, six and 16 minutes. I got to five and my stomach threw all that shit up. I'm a little person. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I ain't a little person. I ain't no midget. <laughs> See, that's what's fucked up. You can't put little person and midget in the same sentence as I just did, but I'm short. I don't know. I can't handle all that alcohol. Maybe I was taller. I don't even know. I'm sure it was funny because, you know, not to say it's a girly drink because some women could drink their ass off, but it wasn't like I was taking shots of hard liquor, you know. I hope this don't sound crazy to addicts. It's like, hold on. You're so, hey, told you I do this shit different. Cocaine free. You know, 
call me arrogant on that. I'm above. I'm above a total. I'm not even above a total sober life. Like I look. I look. I look now as I'm trying to get focused. Like all right, I can cut out the drinking, cut out the weed. Cause I'm trying to get in shape. I'm trying to live the rest of my 38 good. Like the rest. Like I look at it, if I let me just double up in these years to be on this earth and really do something. Cause see, part of my problem is time. Like I think I gotta have things now because I've already. I'm already way behind as far as the level of success I might be able to accomplish. I don't know. Like, I need to have it now. And it's like, nah, man. It's crazy. I could do coke one day at a time. But I look at maybe going back to school, paying a bill, budgeting, and all that type of shit. I look at it as a strenuous process. But like with everything, everything in due time, the more you get a routine, the more you get positive habits. It becomes second nature. So I continue doing what I do and talking to my people, talking to you guys. I'm going to continue on with this podcast. I'm going to make this thing happen. We're going to grow. I'm going to try to take this to Spotify. And this year, I will be in my own place, guaranteeing that. It's my goals. I'm going to take this podcast, make it into something. You remember this on Monday, March 15, 2021, at 11.41. Griff. Putting it in stone, like my own place. It sounds so kiddish. My own place. Losing, I need to lose like 50 pounds. So we setting goals on this Monday. We're going to lose 50 pounds. My own place. Financially set up, start putting away for my daughter's future, and I will have a new career. That's, that's a big year. We in March. The resolutions don't stop. It's still a new year. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I hope whatever y'all pursue, congratulations. Uh, beautiful woman I'm talking to. Got her same woman that I put down and fucked up and been fucked up and all that type of shit. Got to send a shout outs to her. She does listen. Much love and respect to her. Got her drivers, her class A. She on to do some big things. So, yeah, we got money on our mind. Money on mine. What it, how to, see, mine on money, money on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, y'all need to have that, man. Have your goals on your mind and your mind on your goals. Let's get it done this week. Y'all have a great day. Much love to everyone that listens. Appreciate y'all. Like I said, any feedback, let me send it out there. You can email me, marcus.griffin68 at yahoo.com. Hit my Instagram, Marcus M. Griffin. And my Facebook, Marcus C.B. Griffin. Please follow along, tag, shout out, whatever the case. Let me know how I'm doing. Much love to y'all. Have a great Monday.